But this show will continue to help you understand the things that affect your health while looking for unexpected discoveries along the way. It will also explore thought-provoking ideas and questions like this one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Whether it's telling a good ghost story or listening to a true crime podcast. We wanted to find out more about this trend, so we're speaking with Seth Gillihan, a clinical professor of psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. Hi, Seth. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Carrie. Good to be here. So we tell ghost stories, and those have been around for centuries at this point. In non-COVID years, people stood in line to get into haunted house attractions just to get scared. Why do humans like to be scared? Is it just a fun adrenaline rush, or is there something maybe deeper at play? Well, it's a really interesting question. Interesting to me in part because I am not someone who generally likes to be scared. I'm not either. I still, <laughs> no, I, I, I remember, I think it was in second grade, they showed us these scary movies around Halloween. And I still remember those, uh, those l- little movies they showed us and still find them quite scary. Like and, and and scary movies that I've seen more recently, like what was the one uh, with Naomi Watts, uh, The Ring? Oh my goodness! Oh, I know that's really bad, <laughs> terrifying. And yet, you know, there was a kind of morbid curiosity, like it's, you know, it's supposed to be one of the best horror movies of all mm-hmm. time. Like, I just wanted to know, like, could I could I watch it and then unwatch it? Obviously not. But but there is something about so many of us that is drawn to these uh, to these experiences i mean that's why there's this huge industry that produces right. these things and so you mentioned an adrenaline rush that may be part of it i mean the 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 intense emotional rush that we can get from fear doesn't necessarily feel that different at, at a certain physiological level than the excitement from uh, something less that's not terrifying, but maybe just uh, exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, probably a similar reason why people bungee jump and ride roller coasters, because there is something enjoyable about danger within a relatively safe container. Right. Experiencing that level of fear and thrill while still kind of knowing that you're, you're really probably going to be okay. Yeah, you know what? It seems like it's it's people like that heightened sense of being alive while knowing they're still going to be alive. And then not only like those ghost stories and, and scary movies and things like that, but 
the crime story as a form of entertainment is nothing new. There's Sherlock Holmes and even modern day things like Law and Order. What fascinates us about this type of tale in general? Maybe there's just the satisfaction of figuring out who done it, uh, or is it a way to maybe sort of look death in the eye and, and win? Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least, Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. Well, I think there is definitely a, a, a pleasure that we get in trying to puzzle through an unsolved case. And especially when the producers feed us clues that help us to, to figure it out and, and feel smart. I remember reading Dan Brown's book, um, The Da Vinci Code, and, you know, this, this kind of international whodunit. And, you know, it was fun to follow the case, but also the, the clues just seemed so obvious, you know, sort of like uh, uh, pandering to the reader a little bit, but that's a bit of an aside, but I, I think that's, that's one dimension, but, but yeah, there's, there's obviously a lot of other things going on. I think one, one hypothesis could be that, you know, there's darkness that lives inside all of us. And again, you know, we don't want to act on those things and actually, you know, perpetrate crime and, and certainly not get caught and, and go to prison. But, you know, maybe it's fun to sort of explore that world again from a safe distance to see, uh, I mean, on the one hand, there is the sort of you know, facing it from the outside and, and maybe there's some kind of uh, a feeling of courage in doing that. But, but, you know, maybe also it's part of our shadow, part of wanting to get in touch with the, the darker parts of ourselves. That makes sense. It's something that most people probably won't be involved in any sort of crime situation like that. So it's a way to sort of get a look at that in a safe manner, I suppose. Yeah. And we've probably all had these impulses like, oh, I'm so mad. I could just kill someone. And the vast majority of us, thankfully, wouldn't and don't. But you know, maybe there's some enjoyment in, in seeing those things you know, acted out by someone else. Right. You know, I, I should also, <laughs> this reminds me, we also enjoy not only being you know, frightened ourselves in certain ways, but also in, in scaring other people and thinking back right. to, I mean, I was a pretty mild mannered, you know, 10 year old or so pretty much just a smaller version of myself, less bald. 
<laughs> I remember, I mean, you know, I wasn't, I didn't tend to terrorize my parents, but there was this one Sunday we came home from church. I got home before my mom did and I hid in the coat closet. And when she opened the door to put her coat away, I jumped out and screamed at her. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and it was, it was so satisfying, but I mean, what, like, why? Why would you do something like, why would you do something like that to your mother? <laughs> right. Yes. Who, you know, I loved and, but it was so, it's like, oh, I'm going to get her. It's going to be great. <laughs> or, you know, my, I think my brother hid in my room one time and, and uh, at night and put his hand on the light switch so that when I, I came, you know, to, to the door and, and reached around to turn on the light, I felt this warm, you know, hand <laughs> on the light switch. Oh, man, that would scare me even today. So <laughs> I got to say, oh, gosh. Yeah, there is some sort of like, yeah, that kind of thrill, like, if I don't know if you'll think it's funny, or you'll just kind of be, you know, triumphant that you were able to pull something off. But yeah, it's a little bit like an April Fool's joke, which is a different kind of fear. But but I mean, I, I don't think other people tend to agree with me on this, but I find that a good April Fool's joke is a very generous gift to give someone because they're just going along, minding their own business, having like probably a humdrum day. And then they get this terrible news, like they're being audited or, you know, the, the dishwasher has flooded the basement or their, their husband and, and daughter have a stomach bug, just, you know, random examples. And and then they find out it's not true. And life is just amazing. Just their ordinary life. It's no different than it was before. But this thing they thought was happening isn't. I, I just, yeah, I, I've stopped doing it as much because people complain, but I think they're really missing out. <laughs> there seems to be a history here that we probably need to talk about on a later podcast. I'd like to hear all well, your, your ideas for April Fool's jokes. <laughs> yeah, and they, they just got better and better, I think. <laughs> well, and you're gifting that person with the rush of relief when they find out that it's not true. So <laughs> exactly. And you keep remembering, oh, thank goodness. Nobody has a stomach bug. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pivot to, to true crime. Again, this is nothing new. Every school kid knows who Lizzie Borden and Jack the Ripper are. But over the past few years, it seems like there's been really this explosion of true crime, you know, books shows, documentaries, and podcasts. And fictional crime is one thing, but bad things happening to real people, that's something else. Um, what do you make of this trend, this fascination with these true crime stories? Yeah, it is. It is fascinating and, and definitely nothing new. You know, I think back to the, probably in the 80s, my friends would watch these these death movies, faces of death or something that would show supposedly actual people, uh, you know, in accidents or things where they were killed. Right. There is this weird sort of, I mean, I, I say weird, it's only weird because a bit, a bit puzzling, uh, this fascination with a kind of voyeuristic, um, draw to, to witness these kinds of things. And it seems like to, to some extent, the more horrifying, the, the stronger the reaction. You know, people, well, there are expressions like, you know, it's like a train wreck. I couldn't look away. Mm-hmm. And, and why? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, like a train wreck. Yeah, definitely. Why can't we look away from train wrecks? Or, mm-hmm. you know, when someone gets pulled over on the side of the road 
you, know, you hear on the on the traffic reports all the time. We've got a gaper delay on 476, <laughs> and you know you're, you're you're driving on the highway and you're like, oh man, like what is all this traffic? And then finally you see a cop pulled someone over. Like there's really nothing to see, but people slow down just to you know to take in what's happened, or if there's an accident for sure. You know, even on the other side of the road, people slow down. They want to see like what's the what's the bad news. I mean, I, I guess a positive interpretation, and you know, I don't think we know the ultimate answer, but a, a positive spin could be that you know, we, we want to help and we want to know, you know what's the, the, even if we don't have the, um, even if we don't have the conscious awareness, I want to be helpful here, maybe there's something programmed into us that if there is the possibility of harm having come to humans that we need to attend to it, and you know, with the, with the possibility of being helpful, or maybe if there's, if there is some kind of danger involved, we need to know what it is so that we so that we can avoid that danger ourselves. And the same, the same with fights. You know, think back to junior high and high school, and there are these fist fights. All someone had to do was yell "fight," and you know, hundreds <laughs> of students would come and and you know, crowd around to see the you know, two people tearing each other apart. Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least, Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. Probably and, one of the oldest forms of entertainment. <laughs> yes, yeah, truly. I mean, you know, going back to, I guess, the Colosseum, you know, where people would, would see you know, Christians torn apart by lions, I think, mm-hmm. is the part of that history. Kind of amazing uh, that there is this this kind of public, uh, this this drive to to witness these awful things. I wonder and, if there's a, a taboo element to true crime that also mm, appeals to some people. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that must be a part of it too. Yeah, this. I mean, this is stuff that obviously, as we said earlier, we don't we don't do and we don't talk about that much. But there, but there's a kind of there's a I mean, there, there's a shock factor, and and even that shock can be a, a kind of there can be a, a sort of enjoyment in that. Like, oh, I can't, I can't believe what they did. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, almost uh, like a fascination sort of to understand what is driving someone to do that. Mm. Cause that's not something a lot of people would ever be able to, to identify with, you know, sort of being inside the mind of the criminal. Yeah. 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 No, that's, a, that's a great point, Carrie. I think there is, 
a lot of, of, I mean, we're, we're all kind of amateur psychologists and, you know, wanting to understand this thing called human nature. And, and again, probably in part wanting to understand ourselves and what, what we might be capable of. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, everyone might ask themselves at some point, wow, could I do that? Like I've been super angry before. I, I've felt like I was fired unjustly. Could I you know, turn into to that kind of monster? And you see this in really pronounced form in some types of obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD, where a person worries, like, what, what if I you know, snap and hurt my family or I act impulsively and, and stab someone? And, and those, for, for, uh, for individuals with that condition, a kind of harm-related OCD, stories about you know, awful things that people have done can, can be quite terrifying because there's always the, the sense of, you know, how am I similar to this person? Oh, a, a father of two who had no history of violence, you know, was uh, re- recently, uh, you know, allegedly killed his wife and family. And mm-hmm. and person thinks, well, I, I have no history of violence and I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm married and I have two kids. Could I do that? Mm-hmm. So maybe there is that, that kind of implicit question about ourselves. Yeah. Like kind of almost checking on your, <laughs> how mentally, you know, stable or unstable, you might be like, is that possible? Could I really go through with something like that? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, yeah. Let me, let me check myself. Am I safe here? Or am mm-hmm. I a threat to someone? That's so interesting. Do you think this is an, a healthy or an unhealthy interest or maybe does it just depend on the person and their level of fascination? Well, I mean, for the most part, some of, some of the, people I know seem the most psychologically healthy and well-adjusted seem to have the most fascination for these kinds of things way beyond my own. So I don't think it's necessarily healthy or unhealthy. I guess I would just, you know, wonder if it's, as long as it's serving the person, I don't see a, a, a harm in it. I mean, obviously if it goes to pathological levels where someone is, um, participating in things that are that um, are actually contributing to you know, harming other people, then that's clearly uh, wrong and, and immoral and, uh, and yeah, yeah. And something we shouldn't do. Not, not but, good. Yes. And not, <laughs> not good. Yes. In case, <laughs> in case anything doesn't go without saying, but, um, but I, I think, it's easy to judge other people's interests and say, you know, that's, that's wrong. That's pathological. Or people say like, you know, it's a a morbid fascination and and it may be morbid in in one sense uh, that it involves uh, sickness and death, but, um, but, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's serving some, some helpful function, just like, you know, dressing up in, in scary costumes and going around uh, you know, getting, getting candy. I mean, that's kind of yeah. a weird thing to do, but it seems <laughs> to also have a, a function. <laughs> Jumping out of the closet and scaring your mother to death, you know, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great trick. If any 10 year olds are listening, <laughs> keep that one in mind. Um, so if you find yourself 
you know, watching Dexter for the 10th time and you're concerned about your sanity on some level, will any positive change in viewing or listening material help? You know, should you try to go 180 degrees and watch, you know, the puppy bowl all day online? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think watching puppy bowl nonstop, I think that's good for anyone all the time. So, (laughs) but you know, seriously, I, I would, I would be careful about doing that kind of neutralizing behavior. I mean, if, if someone, you know, feels like they need a kind of, of palate cleanser and, you know, they want to, want to watch, watch some hearts and rainbows you know, rom-com or something afterwards. I can, I can understand that, but there, there is a, I mean, certainly for pe- people with OCD, the, the core problem is trying to neutralize those behaviors, trying to make sure that they're safe. Most of us don't fall into that category, but, but I, I don't think it's something we should necessarily worry about that. I need to balance you know, things out entirely. Um, I would, you know, again, assuming that it's not causing someone actual problems in their life, I would just kind of let their interests guide them and let things be what they are. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.